You can't control what's outside your home, but you can control what comes in. Because Clorox disinfecting wipes kill 99.9% of viruses and bacteria, including COVID-19 virus, when used as directed on hard, non-porous surfaces. So whether it's from dirty doorknobs, dirty shoes, or something else, outside germs won't stand a chance. When it counts, trust Clorox. Kill Pseudomonas, Salmonella, and Influenza virus type A2. Kill SARS-CoV-2 on hard, non-porous surfaces. Use as directed. This podcast is part of the Big Heads Media Podcast Network. Go to BigHeadsMedia.com for more great podcasts. Welcome to Talking Halo. This is Derek C. Paul, all by myself tonight, doing a quick solo just to get you guys out there with our interviewee. I just want to flat out tell you that it is one of my toughest conversations I've had in the tour run the league series. It's with Robert Land from Houston Sports Talk. He and I usually meet up on the Rams podcast to talk about the Texans during around the league for there. And here we go. We're talking Astros. It was a tough one. It was an over an hour. It's a rare, long-form conversation, and it gets ugly at times. It, you know, there's, there's a raw emotion there with Robert, who is generally a really good guy, a guy who's very level-headed. And what we see in this conversation is the national perspective versus the local perspective and what's presented to us and what's being presented down in Houston. It's a little bit different than we understand it. And there's some, I think, sympathy there for the fans and, and for the people over there, there who are disgusted about what happened as well. Also raises the question about steroids. Also raises the question about past cheating. And he has a point there, especially for the Hall of Fame. We talked about that in this show. And on our side, I also, in I mentioned, of course, what's hanging over our heads a little bit is what's going on with, with the Skaggs investigation. We do not have the final word in that. We don't have the final say over whether or not it was just one person who was supplying drugs, or if it was something more than that. We believe at this point that it was one guy. I mean, we believe that. Does not mean we know it? I mean, of course we're going to believe that. We don't want to believe otherwise. So I guess we'll find that out. And most importantly, though, it is, I think, a pretty intense conversation. I was not really ready to put this one out there for a while because I was concerned about how this thing goes. But in there, as he and I are talking, I realized that there is some common complaint there. There are some common concerns, and there is a bigger perspective. Overall, the Houston Astros cheated. We know they cheated. They deserve uh, their punishment. They probably deserve a little bit more punishment that was outside those of those players. We could talk about the union. We could talk about what the commissioner did, what, what our choices were, all we can. But in the end, this one provided the Astros' point of view from a good guy and, and Robert Land. Also, even before I get there, I do want to ask you to head over to Apple Music We'd really appreciate a five-star review. Most importantly for us, it's about just helping us move up the charts, helping us us get the podcast out there. A couple weeks ago, we landed in the top 50 for American Baseball Podcast, according to Chartable. And that meant a lot to us. We really appreciate your support. And because of that also, we are still offering, for one lucky winner, two tickets to Angels opening day against the Astros, for that matter, on March 26th. But we're running out of time. We still need about 16 five-star reviews to pop in to the system. We'll read them online. How you do it is this. It's just very simple. You leave us... 
a five-star review in Apple Music. You take a screenshot of it, send us an email, or you can send it on Twitter as well. But send us an email at, at talkinghalos at gmail.com with your name, your real name, and that'll enter you right in there. It has to be a written review. It cannot just be a five-star and not be it because we can't really tell anything from that. We need to actually have a written review. And, of course, we'll shout you out in the podcast. We'll, we'll go ahead and we'll read that review online. And thank you very much for all your support. It means a lot to us, especially as we enter now our second season as an Angels podcast. Okay, before we get to Robert, I do want to say one more thing. I delayed putting this out one night because of the news that came out with Griffin Canning. Griffin Canning, uh, we've been watching him now for almost a year. Uh, one of my early concerns for him was that he would injure that arm. I, his delivery is a little herky-jerky, not like some of the crazy ones we've seen, but if we look at how he moves, especially as a pro, I don't like the arm motion at all. It's not it's not a horrifyingly bad motion, but he puts more power into that arm than he needs to. He doesn't use as much of a leg kick as I would like him to. It's pretty obvious if you just watch the film. More at the pro level. It's not as easy to see when, from when he was an, in a younger man. So I'm not sure how or even if the Angels can fix that. What the MRI they did on him today shows, according to Jeff Fletcher, it's not even a grade one sprain. There is quote-unquote chronic, chronic moving there like a wear and tear. What kind of wear and tear? I don't know. But let's be honest. I mean, it's pretty clear something's going to keep going on in there until something changes with him. So what can be changed? Are they going to find more as they do more tests on him what can be done does he need to change his delivery is it possible to change his delivery is it something about body strength can something be done with his upper body strength to help him there or down the line will he need surgery i, I i'm flabbergasted though that some people suggest go get the surgery now as a guy who's had a ligament replacement surgery this one being an acl i can tell you that it's not fun. It's brutal. And for anybody who goes through it, you know, you don't want to go cut a ligament just because you want to start over again. That ligament will never be the same, will never be what you want to be. It will never be exactly what you had. Point blank. You'll never have everything you had before. Even the people who come back off Tommy John surgery and been great, Strasburg, for example, Steven Strasburg for the Nationals. He's been very, very good over the last how many years? But remember, when he came up, he was the next big thing. He was the next great thing. We have no idea how good Shohei Otani is going to be. Will he even become the pitcher we thought he was going to be before he tore his UCL? Required surgery. So I got to tell you this. Quit advocating for Cannon to get surgery. Just quit. Eventually, they're going to have to make a decision on him. It may be he becomes a future closer for this team. You ever think about that? Or a future reliever in general, a guy you could trust in seventh innings. Don't make it a given that this kid should go off and get Tommy John surgery. If he can't be a star in this league, and we need to be open to that possibility, then it doesn't necessarily mean he needs Tommy John surgery. Just want to point that out. He's also 23 years old. He hasn't really fully grown into his adult body yet. You know, especially with males, our density in bones changes over time. You can look at me in a couple pictures. Jeez, my high school picture. And now, jeez, I can't even tell you. All right. So, wait and see. Don't, I can't believe someone's actually tweeting at Jeff Fletcher about just saying, go get the surgery now. That's horror advice. 
horrid advice. Folks, you don't do that. Okay, so there you go. One more thing before I get the interview, just to get this out of here. We're looking for sponsors for 2020. We could really use some help there. We are a small group of folks who do this because of the passion of the game, and we could really like to, we live, we would really like to work with an advertiser who has the same kind of passion for the Angels or just for the local areas we do. So, if you're interested and you want to advertise with us, you can reach out to us. Emails at talkinghales at gmail.com or leave a voicemail at 657-666-5453. We'll get back to you. We have numbers. I can tell you right now that our numbers are pretty freaking good. For a less than your podcast, I can tell you right now those numbers are almost cut to our Rams podcast, which I'm sure surprises some people. Okay, without further ado, here it is. Robert Land from the Houston Sports Talk Podcast. Your tour in the league. It's a long one, folks. It's over an hour. Sit and buckle in. Here we go. All right, folks. I'm here with Robert Land from the Houston Sports Talk podcast. And one of my favorite folks to talk to. I talked to him over on the Rams Talk side. They're touring the league. And it's always good to talk with you, Robert. How are you doing over there out in Houston? Oh, it, from the sports scene, it's not been good. And uh, it's just, it's, it's not just the Astros. Uh, you know, we've, we're dealing with that, and it's uh, it's very difficult on a number of different fronts. But the Rockets as well. I mean, the Rockets have been difficult. The Texans blew a twenty-four to nothing lead in the playoffs. The the Rockets are basically the national guys' NBA punching bag. Uh, they ha- they are hated because of James Harden and Russell Westbrook. So you know, it's just it's constant. You know, making fun of those two guys, uh, it, it, it's nonstop basically with the three teams right now. So it's it's been a it's been a super super difficult time in Houston sports. Well, I wanted to get that one out of the way right away. The whole elephant in the room, our interactions with the media side for and the fans for the Astros, especially being in the same division, have been, shall I say, a little cranky. And um, that's one of the reasons I want to talk to you because I knew you'd be very even keel about it. You would just tell it straight how you feel about it. And so, I guess, how do you, as a person who's been covering Houston media, for, Houston sports, for a long time, how do you view what happened with the Astros and where, where do they go from here? Well, I mean, I grew up in Houston. So, let me just I can tell you a little bit of my background so people understand this. You know, I'm somebody that <clears throat> I grew up here i lived here until i was 18 years old i went off to college i went to uh the university of missouri journalism school it's we can we think it's the best in the country but it's absolutely one of the best schools in the country and so you know i i come at it all from a, a journalism angle and from a fan angle i mean i i, I kind of ride the the middle which is something that seems to be difficult to do these days um and you know as, as a houston astros fan you waited 50 zillion years you know from 1962 to 2017 so basically 55 years before you finally win a championship and it was a cinderella story for everybody in houston because this is on the back end of hurricane harvey and you know the city was just devastated and here you have this really team that's come together in this three or four years and and i know the the national viewpoint was well you know, Jim Crane and Luno came in there and they tanked and they, you know, this was what they did for baseball was terrible. Well, the Astros, before they bought the team, before they took over the team, before Jim Crane took over the team, 
This was a team that was a 100-loss team. They had no talent in their system. Uh, they had done a terrible job on every single angle. It was awful. There was no smart point of like, hey, let's go out and spend a ton of money over these next couple of years on free agents that are just going to maybe turn them from a 60-win team into a 65-win team or a 70-win team. It didn't make any sense. So they basically sold off every asset that they had, which wasn't much. And then they got criticized for the next two or three years. And it was, you know, you just went like, what what were these guys supposed to do uh, with the situation that they were in? And, you know, we thought, you know, they're, they're doing the best with what they could. And, and Jim Crane, basically, when he bought the team, was told, all right, we're going to blackmail you. You're going to have to go to the American League. The fans here weren't super excited because you have a whole history, a long history, a 50-year history in the National League. And so, you know, it, it's just this whole that whole era was just very difficult to go through. And all of a sudden we look up, we've got all this talent and they've done it and they've rebuilt it. And then you win the, the championship and, you know, three, hundred win seasons. Um, but it, it kind of felt like it was starting to fall apart. I mean, there, there was a huge backlash uh, by Houston fans, even though with all the goodwill, but when you, when you trade for Robert Osuna, Roberto Osuna and Osuna comes in and you know, that, that wasn't good. And, and it felt like you, you kind of asked for trouble right there. And, and then from that point, it was like a domino fell. And then, you know, there's there's been some other stuff with Luno. And, and, and you just you realize this guy maybe wasn't the best guy in the world. And, you know, you, you're hearing stuff around baseball and that sort of thing. And so when when the when this comes out, you're like. Oh no, you know, so this, this is all false. And, and I've interviewed Mike Fires. So when Mike Fires comes out and says what he says, you know, I thought Mike Fires was a great guy. You know, he, he, he's got an incredible background. If people don't know the guy nearly died in a car accident in college, he had a car, he had a, he basically went through the front windshield, uh, of his car, fell asleep, uh, uh, trying to get back to school one time, like, you know, could have happened to a lot of different people. Uh, hurt his arm, the arm that, you know, he would end up being in the major leagues with. And it looked like his career was over. This is somebody that, that lost his mother in the last few years. He's He's gone through quite a bit. He's a great story. Throws in, Comes to Houston, throws a no-hitter, and, and, and basically keeps the Astros together that year they win the World Series, even though he wasn't a part of the World Series uh, roster. He was a guy that was, was crucial in all that. So when he comes out and says that, you know, it, it's just like, oh, no, this is this is awful. And when the report comes out, you know, you're devastated. It's like it's all false. Every all the great memories that you have from that time, they're, they're, it, it does feel cheated, at least for me. You know, I'm, I'm somebody that, you know, I, I want to win fair and square. I think morality like kind of matters mm-hmm. in life and all of that. But, you know, what I've seen over the last few weeks has also made me really disappointed and, and the Houston media, and it's made me dis- disappointed in the national media, Derek. Did, do you have any idea what I'm talking about here? Well, I'm not sure about the national media in terms of where you're going with that. I've been watching how the Astros have carried themselves when put in front of a microphone. And let me just say I'm not happy about it. But... I guess in some kind of weird way, I understand why they feel defensive. They they feel like they want a title, but man, some things you even if you feel that way, you should probably just 
not say it. And that's kind of where I'm going. I've been taking from the things they're saying. Don't don't do things to put things. Don't do things that are going to add the fire. Think this stuff through. And um, that's what I'm getting. Now, national media, uh, you know, where I'm at, where I'm watching things, I don't see it as, let me put it this way. ESPN's putting the Astros and Angels on for opening day. That's all television, right? I mean, that's, that's all it is now, right? It's, it's, even though this is my Angels and your, your Astros, we want to see them on national TV, but besides the fact that, that there are stars there, why else are you going to put them on the opening day? Because the Astros are a story. I don't want that to be the only story. Does that make sense? Yeah, I, I, here's the deal. This is, I mean, before we get too far off, let me just explain a little bit why I, I'm really ticked off of where, where things were because it's basically, you know, what I'm seeing from Astros fans, I, I don't like what, you know, a lot of that Twitter base, the people that aren't on Twitter aren't aren't the, as much crazy and, and off to one direction. But it's basically Astros fans saying, who cares about cheating as long as you win? I'm sure everybody cheats, so it's okay if we do. Uh, they wear my team's uniforms so they can have no morals or ethics, and I'll root for them. Well, I, I hate that. But I also hate where I, I, what I see nationally where every Astro player is evil, kick everybody in the franchise out of baseball. But I know for a, Mac, but I know for a fact that my team always plays fair and doesn't cheat and throw at Astros players' heads, try to injure and maim them because that'll solve this. I, I see some, some. this is in Washington, D.C. media who, like, you know, they just beat the Astros in the World Series. The Astros being in the World Series in two, 2019, according to the commissioner, was was all fair and square. They did not cheat in 2019. I don't know why the Astros would, would say they cheated in 17 and 18 and admit to that, but then say that they didn't cheat in 19. It, it, a lot of the 19 stuff is about Altuve with the buzzer. This was started by a fake Twitter account. This is not mm-hmm. anybody else saying it. It is a fake Twitter account. Nobody else, this has come from nowhere else. And with the Astros and the national media, I, I, what I don't understand is it's it, it's like the Astros, this is all about the Astros. This is all their awfulness and evilness when, you know, we had the iWatch stuff with the Red Sox and Yankees, you know, maybe maybe the Yankees didn't do anything. But Carlos Beltran, who was supposedly a big part of this, was with the Astros in 2017. He was with the Yankees in 2015 and 16. He comes to the Astros and he said, well, you know, everybody's doing this. And if you want to get up to the times, you got to do this. That, that's according to the report. And then the next two years, he's with the Yankees organization. So maybe the Yankees didn't do anything. But there's the iWatch stuff. There's the stuff with the Red Sox, Correa, we're, we're supposed to believe that, you know, and we're still waiting for the report, and, and everybody forgets that, that that report's still out there, that Correa, uh, 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 I'm sorry, uh, Cora goes straight to the Red Sox after the Astros and wins a World Series with the Red Sox, and somehow, you know, he wasn't doing anything, so, and, 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 and now it's like, well, let's take away the Astros in 2017 because they cheated. Okay, I mean, it doesn't matter. I mean, it, the the court of public opinion is going to make it to where the Astros do- doesn't count. I don't know what the point. This is like the NCAA taking away titles. Mm-hmm. I- I've watched this over the years. It's stupid. It makes no sense. But let's go to this. You know, let's start taking, if we're going to start taking away stuff for cheating, let's go back to the guys that were in the Mitchell report and the World Series that those guys won. Let's go back to Manny Ramirez and, and winning World Series with the Red Sox. Let's go to David Ortiz, which, you know, stuff has come out with him. And and and, and Bonds and, and all of these guys. Let's take away Gaylord Perry. 
was a spitballer, admitted he wrote a book about it. Let's take away his two Cy Young Awards. Let's pull him out of the Hall of Fame. You can't go relitigate all this stuff. It's ridiculous. And but what I'm not what I'm upset about is more the fact that, you know, this is this has become all about the Astros and and without everything coming out and let's find out where everybody is in this stuff and you hear players from other organizations like the brewers saying well you know we were hearing about the yankees and the red sox and the dodgers we just weren't hearing about the astros and you know you could say well all these players coming out well they they must not be saying any they, they must be saying this because they know stuff well i mean i remember rafael palmero saying what's with all these idiots doing steroids and the next thing you know he's busted for steroids so it, it, I just I don't understand where it, the the national media is making the Astros into this devil, and that they're all they're the only team, and this is the only where place in baseball where this possibly could be happening is the Astros. Let's you know, and they, there's nothing that they could do to change anybody's mind unless it's retract the team. Because even if you, you know, even if you find these guys, even if you gave them suspensions or whatever, but the whole I, I'm also listening to Buster Only as a national podcast. And, and he's going, you know, he's talking to guys and saying, well, you know, the Astros should, the Astros players uh, should be suspended. But the whole thing is Rob Manford went to the Astros players and said, okay, you're getting immunity to talk. What was Rob, what else, how else is Rob Manford going to get them to talk if he doesn't do that? If you then renege on that, then you're, you basically lost all trust as, as the commissioner between any other cheating scandal or anything else comes up between you and the players association or you and players, nobody's going to trust you ever again. And it just seems like there's this tone deafness as to what exactly happened, what the straight straightness of it is. And I, I just, I don't, I'm disappointed by that. I'm disappointed in the local media. That's like defending the Astros. Like, like uh, this wasn't awful. And, and, and it's this whole thing of like, well, everybody cheats. And it's like, I don't, you don't go to your six-year-old when your six-year-old says, well, da- but dad, everybody's jumping off a bridge. Uh, why can't I do it? Well, I guess since everybody's doing it, then you do it. Everybody's beating up the kid in school. Why don't you go beat up the kid in school? Just because everybody's doing it, it doesn't make it right. I don't like that from the Houston fans. I don't like that from the Houston media, but I don't like this other element coming in from the national media where it's all about the Astros, and if we just get rid of the we get rid of all the Astros in baseball, then, then you know there's no cheating. I mean, you know, there's guys like Jeff Passan who it basically seems like he has a grudge against the Astros. It's it, the whole thing. I mean, I know Angels fans don't want to hear all this and, for, and hear it from the other side, but it, to me, both sides, it's been awful and it's been really a low point, and it and, it, and it's it, it's kind of like where we are in, in, in politics and where we are in society right now, whether it's it's all one way or all the nothing. And if you're wearing my uniform, then everything is okay. I can say, let me go bean your head. Let me cause CTEs. Let me risk your life. Let, let's do that because you cheated. And then the other side is going, um, well, screw all of you. Uh, we're we're going to take it as a badge of courage that we're cheaters. And, and, and you know, it just, all of it is terrible. I get all, all that point of view. And here's here's my whole thing with it, though. Okay? When it comes to national media, I I have my issues with them. I've had my issues with Jeff Passan as a writer for as long as I can remember. I thought it was horrible with with, with Yahoo and he's over at ESPN. The guy to me has always been someone who just was all about you know the next controversy and his moralizing on it. So anything he writes, I just troller. do the greatest He's a troller. Part. 
I mean, he's a yeah, professional. Totally. He basically he's a a sports politician to me. It's all about the social justice stuff for him, and all about the controversy and so on and so forth. But for me, with the Astros, I think what the real problem that so many people have I think is twofold. A, the initial punishment to the Astros is, is light. I mean, five million dollars—that's not going to really be much. Two draft picks—that's their first no, no, round. Four draft picks. Well, it's the, it's the first a, two it's rounds, the right? First and second round picks yeah. for the next two years. And let me just say—I just want to point this out. People think losing your first and second round pick in baseball for, for two years isn't a big deal. Well, let's look at the Astros roster, okay? Let's look at what a first rounder and a second rounder does. First rounder, Justin Verlander. First rounder, Carlos Correa. Uh, first rounder, George Springer. I mean, I, I can go through the, all the Astros' main guys except Jose Altuve, who is is what he is because he's five but, foot six and nobody thought anything of him. Alex Bregman's a first-rounder. These guys are all first-rounders. The Astros became the Astros because you took away the first-rounders. When you start taking away first-round picks from a team, that is a big deal. When you take around the, take away their GM, that regardless of what you thought about the cheating, has put together a hell of a yeah. roster. I mean, we're going to find out this no year. One's gonna, maybe the no Astros, one's going to say. going to hit 200. Justin Verlander's going to suck. It's a, Hey, no, we're going to find out this year. But let me just tell you. Justin Jeff Luno did put together a great freaking roster. Uh, AJ Hinch is a damn good manager. He won 100 games this past year, 100 plus games. There was no cheating this year, you know, by by according to the commissioner in a, in a thorough and long investigation that was looking through emails and everything else. They found zero on the Astros in 2019. The Astros, you know. Uh, apparently are going to admit cheating in, in 2017 and 18 when 17 when they won the World Series, but won't admit it in 2019 when they lost the World Series, which makes no sense. So the, the point being is that there, that was a punishment. When you take away Jeff Luno and A.J. Hinch and, and you take away uh, when you take away first and second round picks, it's a big it's a big darn deal when you do that. And as far as the players concerned, the players that are involved, let's remember, there's only nine players on the roster right now that were in that World Series, number one. And the players, like I said, they were granted immunity by the commissioner. He did that to get out the truth. And he did it so he could get an honest punishment. And so this stuff could never happen again. And that's why he did it that way. That's why the players aren't punished. People can hate hate that. But the, why would the players have talked? Why would they have gotten all these details? How would they know all this stuff? Um, you know, are you just going to go by Mike Fires? Because if you just go by Mike Fires, then everybody's going to say, well, that's just some guy having a grudge because he had a couple of bad innings against the Astros. I mean, come on. I mean, let's, let's be honest let me, let me, let me, They were punished. They were punished. It does matter. Hey, hey. And and the, the biggest punishment is they found them guilty, and everybody's going to make fun of the 2017 World Series. In everybody's mind, it doesn't count. That That's it. I mean, should you take away – can you take away money away from Altuve and Springer, maybe find those guys? Maybe you can do that, but as far as – you know, start if you start taking away games from everybody on the Astros World Series teams, there's going to be other franchises that are going to be punished too. The Twins with Marwin Gonzalez, the Braves with Dallas Keuchel. There's guys around baseball that were the Astros that are going to be other organizations get punished instead of just the Astros. So to me, it's just you know it gets to be ridiculous. We have to look at this thing in the big picture, and and that's what people don't seem to want okay, to do. But hold on, just let me say it through, okay? From, a, from the outside point of view, okay, you have 40 rounds in the draft. First two rounds next two years. I know you're talking about first round pick, Verlander, all those guys. In 
this bigger point of view where the Astros have done a great job developing across the board. $5 million in two draft picks. The players don't get touched. It's going to be one of those things where people are like, okay, okay, you know what? Fine. That's the punishment. That's the punishment. But then it's like every other week something new comes out. Well, Beltron knew this, and Cora did this, and so and this person knew this, and every it's like it's like a slow leak of news about the situation. A then B when you are getting the players coming into camp, and some are contrite, some aren't so contrite, some are making comments that you hold on hold on nobody just let me finish contrite. just nobody let me finish right derek the only one that wasn't contrite was jim crane the, there was let, a press conference that was stupidly handled by crane stupidly handled by the organization their pr department should all be fired with this and everything else that they've done over oh i agree months. i agree I but grit, but no I you're grit, saying they're contrite and all that but the astros players were it, uh, look marley rivera is a national media member she was she was there i heard her report on it she said, I, I watched these guys take questions for 30 minutes. They were all contrite. There's, you, you can't say Bregman wasn't contrite. You can't say Carlos Correa wasn't trite. The stuff that he said afterwards when he got angry about that stuff, there were some th- things that he said that I disagreed with there, um, kind of defending uh, some, some stuff about the fact that they should have been, that they, they would have beaten the Dodgers. And, and my feeling is, yeah, but you, you, you got a home field advantage because of what you did in the regular season. And you got home field advantage against the Yankees because what you did in the regular season, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Great, you know, all, great, I hated all that. Yes. But him defending Altuve, you know, for not cheating in 2019 was perfectly fair. And, and the guys, they spent 30 minutes in front of reporters. Nobody jumped in to stop anybody. They were all very, the players were contrite. Jim Crane said some, said it made a stupid remark and, and he needs a better PR guy and he needs, he needs to get his crap together. It's not just that, Robert. But the players themselves The players were a mixed bag up there. And they, one, and you use Carrera as a great example of that. Carrera was, he was a guy that when we first heard him speak, he was, Man, he was, that's refreshing. Okay, he's taking ownership. And then it's, don't shoot the messenger, but it's portrayed to everybody else coming out when his second comments are that when he, when he goes after Bellinger and so on and so forth. This is my point of view on it. The Astros just, they shouldn't have said anything come to camp other than, listen, we're sorry this happened. It was wrong. And then say nothing else. And the, the reason why is because when you get in front of a camera for 30 minutes, sorry, 40 minutes, anything you say is going to be taken, put on screen, and it's going to be taken. That's, why, that's, that's what I mean when I'm saying some are contrite, some aren't contrite. I'm not saying nobody's contrite. I'm saying when you get 30, 45 minutes and sit in a microphone and you are making all your comments, Give me the and give then, me the quote. Give me the quote and then, that somebody wasn't contrite. What did they say that wasn't contrite? Yeah, I look. Correa was wrong because you don't get to the world. He was going through the World Series and going through the Yankees stuff and whatever. But what he missed in all that was that they got the home field advantage in, in 2017 because of what they did in the regular but, season. I, I don't 
I, I think it would it was probably pretty much impossible to cheat in the playoffs because this trash can stuff you can't hear trash cans and at Minute Maid Park in, in the playoffs. That that is absolutely the truth. It's stupid to think otherwise. That's number one. Number two is yeah, they're on the road a lot of that, and and it, yeah, it's it, it's not you can't do the things 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 that you did on the road. Plus, it had gotten around baseball. Even Jonathan Lucroy said that as you and I are talking Today, yeah. on Thursday. Yeah. Word had gotten around baseball that the Astros were doing that. So by the playoffs, these guys know they're sw- they're switching up signs, all that. But what Correa missed, and and I will grant that, which what he said was stupid, is that you don't get there. But everything else he said was true. But he was contrite for 30 minutes. And then he had Cody Bellinger going after his best friend, Altuve about the the game winning home run in 2019 and and talking about Altuve and what he did in 2017 when Correa basically said look Altuve didn't cheat he wasn't one of the guys that cheat you can't say you can't you can't go up there and just say well take away Altuve without knowing whether he cheated or not and Correa basically said this guy didn't cheat and everybody everybody has backed him up all the players have backed up that Altuve didn't cheat, and I don't know why they're going to back up Altuve and not say that about everybody else. If they're ju- if it's just like, you know, the, mm-hmm. you have to when you think in, think in terms of we're going to lie or we're going to do this or that, then why do it with just Altuve? Why not say, well, Altuve and Springer didn't do it, or this guy and this guy? Did. I mean, it they it was about Altuve and basically saying he he didn't do it, he wasn't a fan of it. And, and and how can you argue against that? Who was there? Who knows that? Who around baseball was in that room when that happened? I mean, that's... That, I'm not making look, that argument Korea with you. Had, 30, had a 30-minute press conference right as spring training opened, and all of these guys sat there. Correa, Springer, Altuve. The only guys that matter is Correa, Springer, Altuve, Bregman, and Yuli Gurriel. Those are the guys left. Those are the regular hitters left on the Astros. Uh, other guys around baseball... Uh, Keuchel has said he was sorry. Marwin Gonzalez said he was sorry. He regrets yes, that these yes. other guys mm-hmm. have already said it around baseball. The mm-hmm. Astros players, you know, they they came out and they went through the entire thing. They took thirty minutes of of, of questions. Like I said, Na- Marley Rivera, national media was there. Said all of that happened. The Correa thing was a, a MLB Network was a separate thing. All the other stuff leaking out since then, all the stuff you're talking about every single day, every single day stuff is from everybody else. It's from LeBron James. It's from Bellinger. It's from Aaron Judge. It's from everybody else in baseball taking shots at the Astros as they get into camp every single day and they're asked the first question. And and, and that's why it's happening. And that's why it's this. That's See, why this is continuing on and on and on. But I'm talking. What I'm talking about leaking out is this: the news that comes out. The slow crawl of news about, you know, well, Beltron was going up through the chain or wherever. It was, it was coming to the organization. Here's what I'm really trying to get at. Because I'm not actually all, I'm upset about the Astros doing what they did. Just like I was upset about the steroids era. And some of the things that were going on. Okay, and I'll tell you one thing. We have something wrong with the Angels still we're waiting on. And that's the Skaggs issue. So there's no, I'm not judging the Astros. I'm simply saying from this outside point of view looking in, especially with the media we get, with the social media we get, it won't go away because every time it starts to go away and calm down, 
something else happens. Whether it is all those Astros getting out, because all they're going to show, like you're talking about 30, 45 minutes, and they're going to show a contrite statement, and then they'll show another statement that doesn't look so contrite. You know what I'm saying? And so the, you have this slow crawl of news coming across the board, and no, it never no, dies. No, 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 no. There's been no. That's. I mean, again, I don't know what you're talking about. The Astros basically no. have said little, if anything, except for that one Correa interview, <laughs> no, no, which listen. I had, which I just spoke to specifically. I am more than happy to go back through it and pull the stuff. Okay, but what I'm not. There's a misunderstanding here. I'm not saying anybody was not contrite in terms of their overall. I'm saying we're getting clips, man. Go look on ESPN or go to the Athletic. Okay? And when they... I'm talking about the what we're seeing out with... For the Angels, for example, for the Angels fans, what they're seeing and put in front of them is a statement. I'm sorry. And then we'll skip through the interview and you'll hear them, you'll hear them talking about, well, 2019 this, this, 2018... And it 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 basically backhand slaps the front part of the contrite. I'm not saying anything in terms of how well, these guys really are. You and I are actually the same page here. I'm not happy national media either because we're getting images. We're getting a you're talking about 30, 45 minutes of an interview, right? And we're getting seconds of one. And what do they always highlight? Something that can be taken the wrong way. And that's what they throw in an article. This is my concern about the Astros overall in this big picture, though, is when it comes down to the end, when this is all when this finally settles, how does this season look for them? Are are the fans in Houston gonna be be okay year round and, and with the Astros, I think they, like you're saying, they are. A lot of them are fiercely defending them. And how will the Astros be treated on the road moving forward? I want to know that now because what is done out there in the media, we, again, you and I are on the same side here. I'm not, I don't think I did a good job articulating exactly what I wanted to get out and go across. Because if you look at the media itself coming in, if you just get into an Angels group, and this is the stuff they're pulling, the just a quote here and then a paragraph there that takes every meaning one of these Astros to say. I, I remember Carrera's quote, this whole thing, his, owner, his first one, and how, man, like, man, he sounds, he's really sorry. So, man, I'm not, I, that, this was not the purpose of our interview today. The purpose was not to, to uh, I just wanted to get in and understand and then get into the whole season here. I get what you're saying. I'm in agreement with you. And then moving forward, I guess I want to ask you, Robert, what's next? I mean, exactly what we expect is it's going to be, I mean, Astro fans will go in other cities if they wear their Astro gear. I mean, you already see it when you go to New York as an Astro fan. I mean, I mean, it's New York, but you're going to get poured drinks on you. At t- I mean, there, there's going to be stuff, even if nothing's going on with this stuff that's going on, you know, fans are going to be yelled at. They're going to be mocked. They're going to make, be made fun of the players. I don't care. They're going to take a lot of crap, but. They deserve it. I mean, not the guys. Most of the guys on the field actually don't deserve it because, like I said, there there's five guys that that were the cheaters that are still on this team. You know, those five guys deserve it. There's a lot of guys on this team that weren't even there. They they had nothing to do with it. 
uh, there's a manager that had nothing to do with it. Uh, the, his staff, some of those guys had nothing to do with it. Um, the GM had nothing to do with it. Um, I, you, you know, I, people could say that they think that Jim Crane knew about it, but if you're if you're the GM of the Astros, are you going to tell your owner what's going on and incriminate him? Probably not. My guess is he did have nothing to. He he did have no idea what was going on. I mean, I, I seriously doubt that he had any idea what was going on with all that stuff. But yet, it's like when you go after a, a lot of the stuff that's going to be happening. Fine, go after Springer. Springer, go after Correa. You know, go after Yuli, go after um, Bregman. Th- those are the guys that supposedly cheated. Altuve, you know, didn't. Now, you can go after Altuve and say, why didn't you say something? Why didn't you speak up? And, you know, he was obviously frustrated. That's with my it. problem AJ with Hinch was obviously AJ Hinch was obviously frustrated. Yeah, it's on them, too. Absolutely. But, you know, I don't know what it was like in the clubhouse. None of us know what it was like in the clubhouse because... They might have they might have gotten angry. They might have gotten pissed off. They might have sent out this thing that like we're not okay with it. But if Luno is sending out a direct order to do that, do the what do these guys do? Are they supposed to ru- run to Rob Manford and say we don't like this? You know, uh, I'm talking about somebody like Altuve or somebody like Mike Fires because they're not participating in it. And you know, how are they going to go to the other player? You know, yeah that. They, could could Altuve have stood up in front and said, "No, we're not doing this as a club. I'm the leader of the club. I'm Jose Altuve." Maybe, but maybe not. M- maybe not. Maybe because he defers to Hinch, and Hinch says, "I can't do it because I'm deferring to to Jeff Luno." So I, I don't know what's going on without them being there. You can go after Jose Altuve, but if they're saying he didn't cheat, it, it all of a sudden. It's just you're mad at him because he didn't go to the media and say something or go to Rob Manfred. Like what was what was he when if you were in that situation as Jose Altuve, what do you think he should he should have done? Think about that. Well, you want me to answer that honestly? Because I can tell you, I mean, I'm going to tell you that I'm not going to stand for it. But I'm also a person who was raised in a completely different situation than Altuve was. You know, I'm a guy who served nine years in the military. I'm a guy who teaches in the classroom every day. I have to operate with integrity, and I have to go out there and say if something's wrong. I understand there'd be pressure on him with his million dollars. I can tell you. If you're in the military, if you're in the military and your commanding officer says to do something, and and, and you would that easily, and all the and everybody else is going along with it, you would you you would just go, I'm not going to do it, and then what would happen to you? If my commanding officer tells me to do something that goes against the UCMJ, I'm not doing it. This is a principle of World War II, actually. Post-World War II, the war trials. It's at the standard for what actually is you're responsible for your own actions regardless of who told you what to do. This is my, this is my problem with Altuve. I'm not saying you go to Manfred, but was anything said above Leto? I'm sorry, I get his name wrong. Ludo. Was anything said to Crane? Was anything said to anybody who could hear him? And not even that. Your manager, A.J. Hinch. Where did he go? What was said? I'm not saying you go to Manfred. What was said inside the organization? That's what I want to know. Because if nothing was said, then yeah, it's an integrity issue. If he if he went up the chain of command and said this has to be stopped, then yeah, what I you know again we know that this was Jeff Luno directed. No, no. Who is he supposed to go to? 
Who do you want him to go to? You go the next man out. Because you got to. Because eventually you're going to get caught, right? The Yankees and Red Sox both got caught in 2017. And and that's what I'm saying. If he did. Well, the whole. They got caught in 2017. That's how the whole rule came down to begin with, all clubs. They got busted. So. All I'm saying is, and I'm not saying Altuve didn't do these things, by the way. But if you're asking me, am I going to do that? Yeah, because but that's me. It's in my situation. That's my situation where, and how, in my, and where I'm raised. Now, in a competitive environment, I get what you're saying. I get completely what you're saying. Because in a competitive environment where you have 24 other ballplayers on your team, on that roster with you, you have your staff, you have everybody with you, I can see how it's going to be difficult. And even in many cases, more difficult than it would ever be for me. But I want to know, did you stay there and just watch? What did you do? That's what, I, And we might never know. But does not mean that I think that Altuve should be subject to abuse? If he, in terms of, you know, calling him a cheater and all those things. No, I have questions about what he knew and what he, and what he did about it. And that's why I would say it would be an integrity issue. But... Robert, you're right about the idea that there's no proof he cheated. At least not anything concrete. There's rumors, like you said, a fake account. You know, I, I just wanted to see more of it. But no one can get a... Like I'm telling you, we have the Angels issue coming up with Skaggs. And maybe it stops at Eric K. Robert, flip the situation around. What, what happens if we find out that somebody above Eric K knew about it? Then what? You know? There's no... Uh, I'm trying to say is... I, I'm feeling this way, but if it comes out in a month or two that somebody in the Angels organization knew about where Tyler was getting this stuff above Eric K, I'm going to hammer my team on my very own podcast about it. So don't think that I'm, I'm judging anything. It's not easy, and I get where you're coming from, man. It's, it's hard, I know it's got to be heartbreaking for you to, to about to watch your team that you've covered. And that you saw grow into a champion and have that championship team that season torn apart. Yeah, and and, and yeah, hopefully I made it perfectly clear because I know we got Angels people listening to me right now. Mm-hmm. So I, I I understand it from your perspective. Uh, I understand being upset. I mean, I I just read uh, Jonathan Lucroy's story. You know, he talked about you know change. The big thing is he talked about guys' livelihoods being changed because. You know, the Astros were cheating. I, it, all of that upsets me that players, you know, if you're coming up from AAA and you come up there and have a bad game because the Astros players n- knew what was what knew the pitch was coming. I get all of that. I get the fact that, you know, Manford came out and said explicitly uh, that year that we're not going to put up with this. Um, yeah. But again, I, I, I just want to make it. I, I just want to say to every fan out there, Angels fan, everybody. You know, when you start like just going off on the Astros, just keep in mind, we have about 20 years of baseball history where everybody was cheating, including a, an Angels team that won a World Series. How many of those guys were on, you know, on steroids? I mean, everybody was cheating at that point. And like this has been going on in baseball for a lot of years with a lot of different reasons. I mean, everybody's looking for an edge. It is nonstop. This is the way baseball is going. Everybody pushes it to the edge and further. Unfortunately, Major League Baseball has a long history of this stuff. Going back to Shoeless Joe Jackson, and if you want to go back that far, and the, and the betting scandal there, everything. Mm-hmm. But sure, 
and 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 it's but you be careful red sox fan that's talking you know when you've got alex Cora as your manager and and you have david ortiz and manny ramirez who won world series for you for the first time in 86 years and you know yankees fan that's talking when when you guys have a rod over the course of a few years that i'm sure they defended wholeheartedly i mean Everybody in baseball, if you're a Brewers fan, you've got to deal with the, with, with Ryan Braun. Uh-huh. And, the, you know, I, I, you go back to the Dodgers, and there's guys cheating in the playoffs in 1988 when they won the World Series. There's a pitcher, Jay Powell, that gets thrown out of a game in the middle of a playoff game. that We, we forget about that. Guys get caught. Just because you get caught, what, what do, you, do, you, do you take away the playoff, that playoff series because that guy gets caught? in the middle of the series you know this is like i said this is go this goes on all the time and like i like i said like a lot of the astros players have said like aj hinch said you know history is going to tell the story and history is going to look at it as the 2017 didn't count it's not going to matter if you take away a trophy you put an asterisk and you grab the trophy away from the it doesn't matter it's already in everybody's heads as it is outside of Houston, everybody thinks it's fake, and I get it. I get it. That's fair. But like, like I said, I don't know what people wanted Rob Manford to do in that situation. If he really wanted the truth and multiple sources and everything, he wasn't going to get players to talk unless he gave them immunity. What else did you want him to do with this with this situation? He took away two first and two second. Should he have taken away three first and three second round picks? Maybe I guess it's it, but we're in a society right now. Is if somebody screws up, it's never enough. It's never enough these days. You you got to burn somebody at the stake if it, you know it's never enough. It, 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 I don't know what they could have done to the Astros. Like I said, except retract the instead of saying you no longer have a franchise. I don't know what you do. The Patriots apparently can get away with this crap, and nobody seems to be, you know. Amen. Well, there should be an asterisk next to the, the to, to the first uh, two or three championships that the Patriots in because they were videotaping and doing all this other stuff. But the Astros seem to be like everybody could take a shot at the Astros, and I don't know what it is about the Astros, but it it just seems it, like it's a it's it, it's a free for all in the Astros it's, when everybody needs to check their own crap right now. Check your own crap. I think it's the fact that it went through the organization. Like, it's not... You know, like you were talking about earlier the steroids era. Like, you know, everybody's doing it. Now, you mentioned the Angels in 2002. I don't know who would who was cheating that team. Okay? I, could, you know, I don't know. I've never heard a name on that one. But it's certainly possible because it was so rampant through the game. It's either everybody's doing it or we'll justify it or, right, you know, okay, well, he was doing it, well, he was doing it. But I think what... And this is just... I think... F- just on the outside looking in, I think it's because it, it was so, man, it was so intricate. Like it, it was wired through the organization. It was everything from a trash can to, you know, technical work. And there was so much involved with it. It wasn't just, hey, some dude in, in a stall shoving a needle in his butt. And it wasn't guaranteed that you weren't facing another team doing the same thing. I think it's a really big part of it. It's team-wide, and then the only team... Now, Let's just say the Red Sox come out. I think I think what we're hearing, what their report will come out maybe tomorrow, and this is we're recorded on the twentieth of February. If it comes out tomorrow, and like you mentioned, we've heard rumors of the Yankees and Dodgers. 
all that stuff comes out, we're talking something different now. Now we're now we're talking the steroids era where it could be anybody and everybody. We're all a bunch of hypocrites. I think that's what it is. I'm not saying, by the way, people aren't being hypocrites with us now. I just told you, you know, all these folks are upset about the angels. We, we might be talking a different tune here when all the news comes out about what about the investigation with Tyler Skaggs. I, but I think it's what's happened. I think it's it's because it was so need so intertwined within the organization and so many people and you're talking about Ludo and then getting down to AJ Hinch and members of the team and, that they knew about it so many knew about it that it's I think it's what it is here's I guess I want to transition because I, I do want I do want to talk to 2020 yeah, by the way I'll say to what, to what you're saying is and I agree with you it's it's a it's about it was an organizational issue but at the same time in sports you're, we're screaming for uniforms. We're mad at uniforms. The people that you're mad at, Jeff Luno, AJ Hinch, they oh, lost yeah. their job. Uh, Alex Cora lost his job. Carlos Beltran lost his job. Uh, other guys are on other teams. Like I said, they are. There are nine players on the Astros that were there in 2017 this year. There are nine guys. Five of those guys are hitters. That's it. Five are hitters. So you're you're upset at the at five hitters, fine, but you know at, at yeah. some point you're yelling at you're yelling at uniforms and and one of the and one of the five hitters you know by all accounts Jose Altuve says he was not doing anything. So you're now, I, we're down to four. Can I ask you here? Just I want I actually do want to talk to 2020 Astros. When we're talking about players across the league, one I think it's another part of the problem, right? You know we have everybody, even our Mike Trout. He he said something about it for the Angels. Of course, it all started with Mike Fears. I think it's a problem. That's part of it too. Where all these other players are talking, but you know what? Where's the union in all this, right? I mean, if you talk about what what could Manfred do, well, Manfred can't do anything because the union's going to sue. I mean, we've all believed that that the union would sue if he tried to suspend these players for not talking or try to suspend them now, suspend them. Period. And. Where's the union in all this? Because if the, if, the, if the the players are so upset now, they're all of a sudden talking about where were they a year ago, two years ago, one, and then two, the union. If these players are that serious about the Astros being punished and this stuff not being in the game, then where's the union been all all this time? They represent the players. Yeah, it's the same thing with the steroids. You know, the the union was so busy trying to protect everybody that they weren't protecting themselves. And, you know, you hear, like, I'm going to go back to this LaCroix ESPN story. If people Mm -hmm. haven't seen it, go read it. It's really good because I think he was extremely honest in in some of the things that he said uh, because he said that we went to, you know, we, uh, we, we tried to contact MLB. And there's some people that said, that they that they reached out. That's that's a Manford thing, just like with Bud Selig and the steroid scandal and 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 and, th- and that sort of thing. But the other part is, if you're not getting anything from, if you think the Astros are doing this and you're not getting anything from Major League Baseball, go to the media. Why didn't they go to the media? Why wasn't any? Why didn't any player, if they were so upset with what was going on, and the Astros were the only ones doing this? Why didn't any player in 2017 or in 2018 or most of 2019 say something publicly, put their name on the record like Mike Fires did? Why didn't anybody else do that? 
that's something that you got to ask yourself if you're a fan of your team why didn't anybody do that that's what i don't get is like oh why did hey jose altuve okay he wasn't cheating well why didn't he speak up why didn't it why didn't the rest of them speak up i mean this kind of goes back to like nazi germany or something like that where i mean I, I don't mean to make a joke out of it but i'm i'm kind of serious about it because that's the that's the thing where people were looked at everybody else and and said okay it must be okay that we're sending people to concentration camps or the people above us are telling us that's what we should be doing and that everybody's doing it and that this is the way it is so i got to go along to get along and 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 then what happens is uh, 6 million jews die and you know, 20 million people die or what, I mean, that's what, that's, to me, you know, it's really, really easy for everybody to be, to be sanctimonious now, but, and Mike Fires has taken a lot of crap, but I got to give him this. He put his butt on the line. Where were the rest of you guys? Why didn't anybody else put their name to it and go public in the last two years? Where were they? My only thought would be if it's opposing teams, do they have the evidence? They think it, but they don't know. What if they did know? We don't know who actually had evidence or not. But like you said, there's only nine players, right? There's only nine on the team that were th- th- 16 players who have since been through in terms of regulars, right? And they're going to have people called up. They had to have known. At least some had to have known. So there's quite a few people out there who would have known and then moved on different teams and didn't say anything. They're the evidence. Why didn't yeah. they say anything? And then if you're, vi- if you're an opposing team, you're getting hearsay unless you have actually seen your evidence. So it could be anything ranging from we've heard it, but we've only heard it. We didn't see it. Or it could be, yeah, we've seen evidence and you didn't say anything. We don't know. I think it's disturbing to me that it's taken a couple of years to come out. And a part of me thinks, well, see, the naive part of me thinks that we haven't heard anything else really officially about any of our team is because the Astros really were the only team. But then part of me said, well, if that's the case, then why has the league been so quiet for three years? Maybe they weren't the only team. Maybe they're one of the teams who's... Why is Manfred interviewing everybody with the Red Sox? And and what was going on with the, you know, the eyewashes was was very much something. The reason why Manfred made a statement in 2017 was because of the eyewash scandal. It wasn't because, he, he didn't say anything about the Astros then. So this was, there was already technology being used to steal signs and remember he puts out the statement in late august or early september in 2017 by the astros accounts word had leaked so far out in baseball by later in the season either you were a a, a contender and you and you were uh, trying to change your signs up because you still cared and and you were doing everything to stop the Astros and they said the players have said yeah it became very difficult later in the season because people knew what we were doing and so they were changing sides and they were doing you know they were coming up with different systems to to, to screw us up so it became more and more difficult and at, at that point you go well I mean th- there there you go I mean Manfred had to come out and say something because of because teams were, the Red Sox were doing stuff uh, with the iWatch stuff, and, and and this was it. It was obvious that it was starting to get out there. You know, it, it just seems to me that like, like I said, I, I feel like it, it, there is a reason why nobody spoke in the last two or three years, and the reason is because 
you know, some people had their own hand in the cookie jar. It wasn't just a few Astros players and that was it. You know, they might have set up a better system, like, you know, as far as that whole thing. But I, I just, I have a really difficult time. I don't think Correa, I mean, not Correa, I don't think Beltron and he walks into the clubhouse and says, look, uh, we got to do this because everybody's doing it because he just made that up. And, and that was the report from Manfred is that that that's what was said. So anyway, you, go, let's go talk about some baseball. Uh, yeah, my goodness. <laughs> this My intention was a 20-minute interview. And here we go. We're almost an hour in. We haven't even talked to 2020 Astros yet. So how's this team look this year overall? Uh, the lineup should be... You know, the Lions should be fantastic, uh, assuming they, like I said, they all just don't start hitting 200 because it's it's basically you've got the same lineup. They're, they're probably going to um, make uh, Kyle Tucker a regular. And Kyle Tucker, you know, has been this extraordinary prospect. I, I have to believe he's going to be much better than Josh Reddick in right field. So, I mean, you got uh, Jordan Alvarez, who's going to be there for the whole year. Now, is he going to put up this? Are they going to catch up to him? They, they caught up to him in the playoffs in the first couple of rounds by the third round or by the World Series. He had figured it out and he he had a really good World Series, at least average wise. He wasn't getting getting the power numbers then, but he had figured it out average wise. He had, he had gotten his swings straight. But I mean, if you look at the lineup, it's Springer, Altuve, Bregman, uh, Correa, uh, Jordan. I mean, like I said, uh, Yuli, Kyle Tucker. I mean, all the lineup is loaded. The pitching is a whole other story, and that's where the problem is: is that they they did lose Garrett Cole, which mm-hmm. was huge. And Verlander's getting older. He's like, you know, thirty six or thirty. I think him and Zach Granke yeah. are, are, are thirty six, thirty seven years old. So those two guys, you got to hope that they still have it in them. Behind that, you have Lance McCullers who's coming off of Tommy John surgery, who's probably not going to be able to, who's definitely not going to be able to put up 200 innings. You know, you might be lucky if you get 130 or 140 innings out of Lance McCullers and let's see what he is after Tommy John surgery. You got Urquidy, who was fantastic in the playoffs or in the World Series, was really good in September, but he was a rookie and he's probably not going to be able to give you 200 innings because he's a rookie. He hasn't pitched that. I mean, the starting staff, there's a lot of question marks, a lot of question marks beyond, uh, you know, the two main guys. And, and, and to me, they're even a question mark with the edge. The bullpen, you take away the most reliable guy over the last few years, which was Will Harris. Uh, he leaves. You know, that could mean something. But they've still got Kyle Presley. I'm not a fan of Osuna. Uh, he, I don't think he's all that great of a closer, but he's still a decent arm. Uh, he's still going to give you innings, uh, but Presley's fantastic. Joe Smith's really solid. They're, you know, they've they've got some good guys in the bullpen, but they did take away Will Harris, and they really didn't add anything of significance. So the pitching is a question mark. You know, I, my guess is, uh, you know, it's going to cost them maybe ten wins uh, this season, and everybody's going to look at, well, see, we told you so. But you know, they lost guys. I mean, and it's it's hard to keep winning a hundred games every year you just don't see that and they put a lot of miles on those arms over the last three years in the postseason a lot of miles on those arms and at some point that stuff starts catching up to you especially with somebody like a justin verlander um so you wonder you know where where they are pitching wise and how good they can be but the lineup is so good and you still got some good veterans in the pitching staff 
like I said, I, I would still think 90 wins, 90 to 95 wins is very, very, very possible. Where are they stuck with the rest of the AL right now? Boy, that's that's a good question. You know, uh, I mean, you, you guys added Rendon. I mean, you know, he's a Houston guy. We know all about I mean, I covered him in high school. I used to mm-hmm. shoot his high school baseball games. So, you know, I followed his career. The guy was extraordinary in the playoffs. He's a clutch guy. Uh, you know, you you adding him and Joe Madden, who, you know, I guess wore his welcome out with Chicago. But, man, the guy's a great manager. Um, and so... Yeah, the Angels should be, uh, I would assume, be a lot better just because of that, if nothing else. And then, you know, the A's, they they were young. They're, they're not going anywhere. So, you know, it, this is a tough division. I mean, I, it, it's got to be one of the best divisions in baseball because the Rangers aren't a slum. I mean, the, the only semi-walkover is the Mariners, but the Rangers have a pretty darn good pitching staff. Um, and, 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 and they should be a decent team. They were a decent team last year. Everybody... Looked bad because the Astros won 100 games. I mean, they looked worse maybe than they they would because you look at the, the the spread of games. But you know, we knew every with every division opponent opponent outside of the Mariners that it was going to be a it was going to be a tough game every single time out there. What were the you know you mentioned one Will Harris? What were any other big losses? Will Harris, Garrett Cole. What were other ones that hurt you guys? Uh, th- those are the those are the big ones, but I mean, Garrett Cole. I mean, he's yeah, I know, right? We know that one already. Yeah, and, and Will, and Will, and Will Harris is, you know, he, like I said, every year he was consistent. He gave you innings. I mean, he, he had an ERA under three nearly every single the la- one of the last few years. Kyle Presley had injury issues last year. You know, uh, that guy is a much better arm. Kyle Presley, mm-hmm. but Will Harris just came out every. It, unfortunately, a lot of people around baseball saw him in the playoffs, where he would struggle because he didn't have a, he wasn't necessarily a power arm, and the innings would catch up to him by September and October. So most years they didn't see a, a really good Will Harris. Although last year he was great. Unfortunately, his one mistake was that game seven home run, uh, opposite field crazy foul pole shot that you know everybody's gonna look at that and go well well harris there's your goat you know he came in in a big situation but he was he was rock solid he he didn't do he would he was fantastic the whole playoffs in the division series the uh alc all the way through he was good all the way through the world series he was good until game seven um and, and then i think his arm is he just wore out wore out like you, you do late in postseasons. yeah last question for you and because it's getting late, my goodness. Dusty Baker, what kind of effect does he have on this team? I have no idea. I mean, I, I, it's not, we have no idea unless we see him. But this guy's been through. He he walked through. He had to walk through the landmines with Barry Bonds and the Giants back in the day. Uh, he's had to go through the the disappointment of dealing with the Nationals, which was a team before last year that supposedly underachieved, even though they went to the playoffs but they just couldn't do anything. I mean, this guy has, uh, you know, he's been a black baseball player when people were, were giving death threats to Hank Aaron and and he was his teammate back, back in that time. I think he was the guy on deck when Aaron hit historic home run. I mean, he, he's been through a lot in his life. So his steadying force will be a good thing. Um, what we don't know is, you know, how is he going to be as far as, 
you know, analytics and being able to handle, you know, the modern day baseball, the modern day Astros and kind of the way they want to do things. But he, he was just with the Nationals, you know, and I'm sure that it wasn't much different than what the Astros. So, you know, as far as that goes, I'm expecting good things. But he has been, you know, a kind of an underachiever in the playoffs, you can say, or a 500 playoff guy throughout his career. So if the Astros get to the playoffs, I think that's where you will see, you know, what you've got in Dusty Baker and can can he do uh, the big thing and lead a team to the promised land. But honestly, you know, I don't really think the Astros are a team that can win a championship with the starting pitching the way it is right now. I just, I don't think Granke and Verlander are quite good enough at this point in their career to take a team to a championship by themselves. Wow. I'm back. Surprises me a bit that you think that way about the team for this year. I would think if you if you thought that way, it'd be more of kind of the adverse they're going to face this year. Just how out here, you know, we have uh, Dodgers and Yankees fans coming out that opening series just to boo the Astros. That's the amount. I don't know if you heard about that or not? There's a pretty large group that's forming up. So I mean, they're they're going to they're going to get the whole year. And I would think after a while they'll wear on you a bit. I think that would be a tough thing to have to. To deal with, and then you know you losing Garrett Cole is a big one. And I was thinking they're still the most talented team in, in the American League West, at least. But it's a tough division. The Angels have some pitching issues. The A's never quite seem to get put together, but you know they got a nice young system there that, that it might happen. And the Rangers still have some work to do, but they're dangerous. What? So, what yeah, were you I mean, surprised at what I what, what what I'm saying? What what surprised you? I was surprised when you said 90, 95 wins first. I mean, I th- I'm still I'm still on the belief that that team is so talented they can go ninety hundred wins. Um, and then also hearing you say now that you you, you don't think they're they can be a championship team this year because I'm I'm looking across the rest of the league and thinking well. The only team that really would probably scare anybody in the American League right now would be the Yankees. The the AL Central is, you know, the Twins are good, but they have their issues. The Indians have some issues. The American League West, the the A's just haven't they've again they they've haven't quite put together. Going over the National League, you have the Dodgers. That's the big name. Nobody else over there scares me. And the Dodgers, you know, they haven't finished the job, but. They seem to be a favorite out here in our, in our area to actually finish the job this year. I'm not convinced. Some people are. So I, I don't know that I could, could disqualify the Astros because I think there's a lot of parity right now overall in terms of among the best teams. I don't see there's, – there's no team that – there's no 98 Yankees, I guess, I'd say right now. There's no 98 Yankees that scares the crap out of me. I, I guess I would just say, you know, once you get the playoffs, anything can happen. So I'm not saying the Astros, you know – there's no way they can win the World Series. But, you know, if you look over the course of history, starting pitching wins you the World Series. Verlander and Granke are in their mid-30s. That's that's the head of your rotation. And you got a Tommy John guy in Lance McCullers, and you got a rookie in Jose Arquiti. When I when I see the bigger picture, Justin Verlander struggled in the postseason last year. He didn't look good. I mean, he would have a good outing and he would have a terrible out or bad outing. He he just wasn't the same Justin Verlander that we've seen over the first couple of years and during the regular season. And I think, you know, it's a lot of mileage on on his arm, even though he keeps himself in great shape. And Zach Granke, 
he had a really good game seven of the World Series, but he really wasn't all that great in the playoffs. So if if you're starting pitching wins it, and that's the problem. And and the Astros in past years could have delved into their farm system. That's why I say the losing the first and second rounders are are a big deal for the Astros because they've ravaged their farm system to go out and get Justin Verlander and get oh. Zach Granke and get Garrett Cole. All their top prospects, they're now bottom tier, uh, you know, as far as their uh, farm system goes. And it's going to take a while. To, this is what happens. You know, this is what happens in baseball. This is what happens in the NFL. When you build up a championship team, you start getting ravaged because, you know, you, you've got to give something up and you're not drafting as high. All of those things you got to factor in. And so now I think the Astros, you know, they, they can't go out and do things like they, they've done in past years. They can't go out and get a Verlander or a Granke or a Garrett Cole. And the guys that they have are just they're I just don't think they've got enough gas in the tank this year to do it. I mean, is it possible? Sure. But I mean, the Yankees, they've got Garrett Cole. They've got some really good starting pitching. And and the Dodgers have got some, some weapons between those those two teams. I would put like as the year starts, they would be like one and two. And, and we can't forget the Nationals who, you know, they lost Anthony Rendon, but they've still got some really good pitching. And like I said, pitching kind of matters. So that's, you know, that's those are teams that I would frankly all put ahead of the Astros at this point. Wow. All right. Well, I guess if you're an Angels fan, you're probably liking hearing that part because uh, we're, we're thinking right now with that trade falling through that was never quite already never really ever a deal. Stripling and uh, and Jock Peterson going over there. With that falling through, we're thinking somewhere between 83 and 90 wins, depending on who you talk to. So I guess we'll see how this division goes, but I think it's going to be a blast in terms of baseball. I'm not sure about all the outside stuff. Robert, can you tell people where they can find your work? I know you cover you do, we've we've talked Texans. You and I have talked even a little bit of Rockets over the last couple of years. Where can people find all that you talk about? Yeah, it's uh, Houston Sports Talk is my podcast. I've been doing it for nearly seven years now. It's uh, a weekly sports podcast, and you know we think we're the we're the best Houston sports podcast. Uh, that there is because we there's you see other ones that cover various teams that I, we keep up with everything that's going on in Houston mm-hmm. sports uh, we get interviews and uh, we've had uh, current players former players uh, m- coaches that kind of thing so um, it's it's been a great guest list over the years and uh, it's it's at HSD podcast on Twitter uh, if people want to get to me um, if, if, if you've got something you know, I'm not going to get into a Twitter war, but, you know, if you DM me and you've got something respectable to say about, you know, disagreeing with some of what I had to say, you know, I'd, I'd be fine to, to you know, a, a little bit of back and forth, not too much. But, um, it, it, you know, I, I can tell you as an Astro fan, it, it's definitely it's it's wearing on you quite a bit, because like I said, uh, over in, you know, over at the beginning of this, of this whole thing is, you know, I, you know, we're, we're as devastated as anybody. Um, because we know this is this is where we're at. You know, we got to we look back at it and we think this was a fake championship. And, you know, this is this is the only this is our only chance. We don't have other championships in Astros history. This was it. This was our one championship. And now, you know, it's a joke. We could say, well, we don't you know, you hear a lot of the, the Twitter the Twitter, you know, bros are going to say stuff like, we don't care, screw you, all that kind of stuff. But 
if you're a real Astros fan and you're a real baseball fan and you understand the game, you get it. You go, hey, it's you know we 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 can't we can't brag about it anymore to anybody outside of Houston. We can't, and and that sucks. Let me ask you a question. I know we just, I said last question, but I think it'll help because when people hear this whole interview, they're going to hear. You fire it up. They're going to they're hear you defending some. They're, they're going to hear you making a lot of different points. But the one thing that I separate with you is we can get to different parts of the discussion. And you and I will, will part ways and we'll you know, come text this time. We'll talk again. For a lot of the interactions I know fans on our side here have had with Astros fans, it's not been pretty. It wasn't pretty when LaCroix, when LaCroix happened, which was just days after what happened with, with Tyler Skaggs and now some of the same interactions again with this whole scandal, the impression we've gotten concerning many of the fans on social media, Houston fans, has not been pretty. Um, what do you have to say? Well, there was also that ugly back and forth with the yeah, uh, yeah, Jake Marisnik thing last year, oh, yeah, too, which, yeah, which yeah, that's what I was, was already a, a real d- dividing line there. <laughs> yeah. So I'm just, I'm just wondering, overall, not just with the Angels the fans themselves, but... Your interaction, and you're, you're watching many of these same Astros fans just behave in ways that you're disagreeing with. What do you say about the fans who are just defending the Astros hardcore on this and not saying, hey, look, you guys are you're, like, you're saying they're wrong, and you're saying it upsets you, and these guys are saying it's okay, they cheat. Where do you put them in terms of the fan base and how they represent your city and so on and so forth? I'm honestly surprised because... You know, Houston sports has been a long history of just a lot of good people in Houston sports. I mean, I I, I could give you a whole laundry list, but we, we've had some some really good people over the years uh, that have represented this city. You know, J.J. Watts, just the immediate one that I think everybody will relate to and know what I'm talking about. But um, and, 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 and it's been about, you know, there was even a route for the good guys, you know, in the early 2000s. There, that was a slogan. I think I, I'm trying to think what year it was, but um, so yeah, I, I, I'm I'm surprised, but I guess I shouldn't be surprised if 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 you're only going by Twitter, because Twitter is like really only what 10 percent of of the people, pe- maybe 10 percent of that are on Twitter, and the people that are on Twitter are the people that are the angry people. It doesn't matter what it is, if it's sports, if it's politics, if, you know, if it's you know, uh, pop culture. I mean, they're the angry ones. They're the ones that are ready. They're the ready to fight you guys. So yeah, it's disappointing. But I, you know, at the same time, I got to go. Okay, but yeah, that's Twitter. You know, I, I have <laughs> I have other friends and I have other people that are you know not on Twitter that you know I talk to them and you know they're it's tough. I mean, they're they're frustrated um, with what the Astros did. I mean, they're upset. Um, it's sad. Uh, and, and not only that, I mean, it all gets compounded because, you know, not only did, did you find all this stuff out, but you've just got to, you, you can't even go to a, you can't follow sports because when you follow sports, it's basically nonstop people taking a shot at your team and gotcha. making fun of your team and, you know, saying what, you know, what jerk they all are and all of that. And, you know, I, I, I got to I got to meet George Springer, and it's like one of my favorite guys. I've he is my favorite guy I've ever covered, and I've covered sports for close to thirty years, locally, 
and, and, and different states uh, for different TV stations, um, lots of different places. I, I, the guy, you will not meet a better guy. You know, this guy that overcame stuttering to get where he's at. And, you know, Altuve has just got such a great reputation by everybody that's ever covered him. Uh, you know, it's not just players like him and players around baseball supposedly liked him that you used to always hear good stuff about Jose Altuve when you talk to other players about him. Um, but it's what I hear from the people in the media and that kind of thing. So, you know, it's, 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 it's devastating as, as an Astro fan and as a media person as well, just to see the way this has all happened, the way this has unfolded, the way it's being covered and everything. It's just, it's all the way around. It's, it's really sad on so many levels. All right. Well, I do hope for the fans over there who are, you know, are like you, who it's hurt. I can hear your voice, man, that there are good memories ahead in terms of all your sports, you know, the Rockets and the Texans, you know, there's a lot to respect about the Texans and how they handle their business. And, and I do hope those things come for you. And uh, I guess we'll talk again, come, come on after the NFL draft. Yeah. Would love to talk uh, Texans. Uh, They're, they're, they're pretty much, uh, they're trying to stay out of controversy at this point, although they've got their own mess stuff that that's going on. But, yeah, we yeah. can't wait to talk to you about the Texans. We know it on our end, too. Well, you take care now. All right. That was an emotionally draining podcast. There were things that I had been waiting to say. And there were things that he was ready to say. And in the end, Robert and I will be talking again real soon for the Texans as part of the tour in the league. I guess he wants me to come on his show here in a couple of weeks to preview the Angels as well. So it was a little those there. There was some uh, fire in there, but just know that fire came from a person who's hurting our side here. It's been tough for us to watch. We're ready to go, you know, hammer the Astros. I mean, we all know that. A couple of points he did make that I think you know, hindsight being twenty twenty, we recorded this a few days ago. Why are we so prepared to hammer the Astros when Lord knows who was cheating? He mentioned the possibility there were 2002 Angels who were cheating through steroids. Uh, I can't say there wasn't, can you? There probably was, because it was all throughout the game. It was rampant. Um, I disagree to a, to a certain degree. We've, we've always had cheating in the sport. We always have. It's been somewhere, whether it be with Gaylord Perry, with steroids you know it's everywhere I can't I can't even say differently but this is the first time we've seen something go through an organization and this is where I think there is a line to be drawn there's a line to be drawn I wonder what this does for Hall of Fame I wonder what this does for Hall of Fame candidacy I wonder what this does for people like Pete Rose who have been banned for life over betting I'm sorry I'm going to be. I'm going to side with with many folks on this one. Betting on baseball is not the same as you cheating your way to the postseason. But you know what? He's right about one thing: thirty to forty minute interviews versus two to three minute clips, and that's what we're getting mostly nationally, plus a narrative. So overall, I don't agree totally on. Everything that we're able to agree on this is not being portrayed with a wider span here. And there are questions to be asked because we have had reports of other teams cheating. Don't forget 
the Red Sox and Yankees were caught in early 2017, which is, caught, is what caused the uh, caused MLB to actually go out there and clarify the rules. So we'll see. We're still waiting days later on the Red Sox decision. And I also mentioned the Angels as well. And uh, we're waiting to see what happens with the investigation with that one. And uh, hopefully we'll have answers for both those in relatively short order. All right. So, again, I hope that it was a interesting listen. I don't expect you to agree with everything that was discussed in there. That's fine. I would love to hear your thoughts as uh, we get ready for the new season to hit. Again, don't forget the contest. You can win opening day tickets against those Astros and you know, you never know. All right, so it's time for me to go. Time for me to go ahead and post this podcast. What you can look forward to is probably our next show will be on Monday night, record on Sunday, and hopefully by then, maybe by then we'll know a little bit more about canning. We'll know a little bit more about Cody, the other injuries that have happened. In the meantime, you can find us on Twitter at Talking Halos. You can find me on Twitter at DC Pollock. Find the entire team there. Don't forget Jared, John, Brock. You can find us on Facebook as well to search Talking Halos. We have a group there, the Talking Halos group. And don't forget, we're available anywhere podcasts can be found. That includes Spotify, Spreaker, you name it, we got it. So for the entire team here, this is Derek C. Paul saying peace. We're out of here. control what's outside your home, but you can control what comes in. Because Clorox disinfecting wipes kill 99.9% of viruses and bacteria, including COVID-19 virus, when used as directed on hard, non-porous surfaces. So whether it's from dirty doorknobs, dirty shoes, or something else, outside germs won't stand a chance. When it counts, trust Clorox. Kill Pseudomonas, Salmonella, and Influenza virus type A2. Kill SARS-CoV-2 on hard, non-porous surfaces. Use as directed. You can't control what's outside your home, but you can control what comes in. Because Clorox disinfecting wipes kill 99.9% of viruses and bacteria, including COVID-19 virus, when used as directed on hard, non-porous surfaces. So whether it's from dirty doorknobs, dirty shoes, or something else, outside germs won't stand a chance. When it counts, trust Clorox. Kill Pseudomonas, Salmonella, and Influenza virus type A2. Kill SARS-CoV-2 on hard, non-porous surfaces. Use as directed.